Welcome to I'm From the Internet, a podcast about something awful, the goons, and their consequences. I'm Chicago illustrator Winslow Domain, and I'm sitting here with internet historian Dave Ransetter. Jay, how have you been? I'm doing great. I'm ready to talk about some more dino damage in the Jurassic Jeep with our good pal Boomer Jinx. So, last episode, uh, Boomer Jinx, uh, who is a super fan of Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park, has two vehicles that are customized to look like the you know the, the special vehicles in those franchises. Uh, lent his uh, Jeep to uh, the people at Telltale Games, and when he got it back, it was pretty damaged, and now he is going on a rampage trying to uh, get them to pay him back for uh, the damage caused. Yeah, so he successfully kind of revved up an internet pitchfork mob, and there's been headlines all over the internet, but now we're getting word that there might be uh, another side to the story that hasn't been told. So that's where yeah, we're picking so it's, up. Let's go. All right, so... Boomer Jinx replies to that quote earlier from the person saying, from the anonymous Telltale employee saying there's another side to this story. Who posted this? I want to hear the other side of their story, sincerely. Apparently, Kevin Bruno has been trying to reach out to me. I do not have his contact info, contrary to his statement. He gave me his card, but I am unsure if it ever made it home from Seattle or survived the process of setting up our new place immediately after. I would like to talk to him, though. So, so, it, it, right. it's, so he, you had his contact info, you just lost it. I, well, you know, which is, you know, that things happen, but the, uh, the original, the post that he's responding to, um, you know, if you're listening to this a week later, you don't have to go back and and respond. Basically, Boomer Jinx had gone and like posted this like telltale, uh, damaged my car and posted it on Reddit and, you know, NeoGAF and, you know, uh, live leak and efucked and rotten.com or whatever the fuck. And, um, got a ton of, uh, negative press for them. And uh, not necessarily negative press, but like fans were saying shit. Press requires like the. And this isn't the lead up to a big game from them. So he's, he's intentionally doing this knowing that it's going to be in the, in the press cycle with their game coming out. And uh, but then we have a, a, a quote from somebody who apparently works at Telltale just saying like, yeah, this came out of blue. We have like no prepared response and we're not at liberty to talk about it. But we really do have things to say. Um because I, they are like, no, this, this really, truly, honestly isn't our fault. Yes, the damage looks like it was done by the cover that Boomer Jinx put on his own Jeep. However, he did ask for an enclosed transport. So they are kind of both dicking themselves over on this. But it kind of goes back to the thing of, like, Doom Eternal comes out. The game rules. It's got a fucking wicked soundtrack. And uh, Mick Gordon, the soundtrack is eventually released, and it is like a poorly mixed disaster, right? And which sucks because that fucking game rules, and the soundtrack is great, but the final edition of it is kind of a muddy mess. And then uh, the CEO of um, ID comes out and says, like, yeah, sorry about the muddy mess of the soundtrack. Mick Gordon, the guy who we hired to do the soundtrack, was a totally unprofessional dickhead, and, like, we're probably never going to work with him again. And all of the fans were just like, fuck Mick Gordon, even though they were sucking his dick last, like, in 2016 because he made such an incredible soundtrack. And then months go by. Everybody hates Mick Gordon. He's getting all these fucking wild... uh, evil messages from fans because you know to be a fan is to just leave a good three quarters of your brain at the fucking door um as spoken as a silent hill fan believe you me they're a, my god spoken as a former Marilyn manson fan the fans that remain of this dude are just the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet anyways uh and then mick gordon responds with like receipts oh yeah about it's how fantastic is like openly corrupt and like fucked over his entire reputation and is like just full uh, like broadsides uh, against it and uh, then there were like some uh, Redditors who actually do have a conscience uh, posting just like hey you know what I was all aboard the hate train for Mick and now I realize that I was a dickhead who just like 
ate up the news and just believed the thing on the computer box was true. And now I'm a moron and I feel like an asshole and I want to apologize. Uh, and, and learning from that and having been on Twitter for fucking 10 years, 14 years or whatever, I'm going to withhold judgment because super fans can be stupid dicks and uh, also, you know, fucking, of course, companies can be stupid dicks too. So let's let's keep reading and find out. Hi, this is Winslow's monologue hour. I hope you like listening to my voice. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm, glad, I'm just going to add on to that. Yeah, no, it's, I'm, I've been a huge fan of Mick Gord even before Doom because uh, he did the soundtrack for uh, Wolfenstein, uh, The New Order, and uh-huh, all those, uh-huh. which is a fantastic distortion soundtrack. Also, he did uh, the, the, the soundtrack to the 2017 video game Prey. If you don't care, even if you don't care anything about games, look up the song "Everything Is Going to Be Okay" from Prey. It's like it's been my alarm clock for like a half a decade at this point. It's just this fantastic synth song that is like so chill and so cool. I love it. So now we're gonna go back to talking about uh, Jurassic Park and the Jeep. Anyways, yeah. So here we have this post from one of the people. If if you'd like to read that one, Winslow. If he gave you his card, you had his contact info, but we're pretty damn irresponsible about keeping up with it. Honestly, did you have any kind of written contract at all before just handing your Jeep over, emails or anything? Stop posting about it all over the internet and lawyer up until things are settled. Posting stupid shit on the internet before a small claims judge gets to rule about it is just going to be used against you to piss off the judge and cause you to lose your case. As you should if you're going to try to go through the wrong channels to get this taken care of. A lawyer will do a much better job of presenting your case properly then a bunch of goons on here or Reddit will anyway. Leave it to the professionals and stop shooting yourself in the foot. Holy shit, I read four paragraphs without having to re-record them. Yeah, when the pe- <laughs> I swear to God I know how to read. Yeah, when the people are <laughs> typing legibly, it's, it's, it's actually quite fine. Yeah, when people are like not typing legalistic shit, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just got done writing like the most information-dense part of my card game, so I fucking know how to write let let the record state yeah the immediate reply go away this is more fun so immediately just being like everyone's just like they're just pouring well, gasoline on the fire i don't i don't disagree <laughs> yeah i do love drama that's uh, the podcast yeah so here so on november 14th at uh, seven twenty, old man pants posts looks like boomer has a check coming his way and there's a post from reddit uh, from our gaming uh, about that Jurassic Park Jeep. And I'm going to read it here. It says, Hello, Reddit. Telltale co-founder and CEO Kevin Bruner from Telltale here. Today there has been quite the buzz about how Telltale reportedly damaged the Jurassic Park Jeep led to us at PAX. Telltale, though not myself personally, has in fact been in regular contact with the owner of the Jeep, and the last we heard, he was in the process of completing an insurance claim. The Jeep was damaged on the way to Seattle before anyone from Telltale ever saw or touched it. Telltale used the shipping company that the owner asked us to use. When it arrived, we just saw an awesome, well-loved, but also well-used Jeep. We had no way of knowing that anything had happened to the Jeep at transport, as it appeared in reasonable condition. Anyone who came by the show and took a picture with the Jeep can attest that the Jeep looked pretty damn cool and not obviously damaged. The fact that the Jeep was damaged before we had access to it, and some dispute over the amount of damage caused in transport versus existing damage has complicated the claim, which has made the process take a long time. But today, I wake up and find that there is a campaign the day before our game launches to discredit Telltale. Since Telltale didn't actually do anything negligent, we've been using the insurance we purchased to cover this, but it has been time-consuming. Apparently too time-consuming. To expedite this, I'll be writing a personal check to cover what we understand the damages to be. This way, we won't need to hash this out publicly any longer. Some people seem to think that Telltale has grown into a giant corporation that doesn't care about people anymore. Nothing could be further from the truth. We started the company to make games that are about writing, acting, and atmosphere, and not about blowing shit up. Since we've got out on this limb, we've had some successes and failures, and earned the chance to work with great licenses like Monkey Island, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, and Walking Dead. All of our games are super faithful to the licenses and lovingly crafted to make the best fan experience possible. Fans seem to enjoy them, which makes us super proud. We hate that most licensed games are a driver or a shooter with a license slapped on it, which we've never been about. So I'll fast track through getting the Jeep fixed by paying for it personally, even though I don't like the circumstances this is going down in. Perhaps some of you who are hating on Telltale might be inclined to check out our Jurassic Park game tomorrow and give us a chance to change your mind. So that's... I'm... Yeah. That is a masterclass in how to, in how to diffuse a, 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 something like this. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, like, 
it, it was kind of funny when it did kind of get into like a little bit of an advertisement by the end because you're yeah. just like, yeah, you know, some people are going to be reading this for sure. Um, uh, just to find out because they, they just know about drama and there's like, oh, well, what, what's this about? Yeah, turning it into a um, promo is very good. <laughs> like from a business right. perspective. And also, he's, yeah, I feel, uh, one thing I, I really like about this is the fact that he always be, he praised the vehicle and the fans because that's like very canny. I feel like when you have a fandom rage against this being like, oh, yeah, the vehicle's cool. I like you guys. Basically, very clearly saying, like, I'm siding with you guys here. The way that they're kind of massaging their egos. I think that's real. This is just a very good example of how to apologize and own up to something without actually admitting culpability for anything. Right. Yeah. It's it's just like, yeah, something happened. I don't know what, but like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's 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 ass covering, this, but it's very good ass covering. Yeah, it's ass covering. Sure. But it, yeah, it is also just like it. I don't even know that it's um it's it's that bad of a deal. Like, yeah. it, I think that he did pretty, pretty well with this. Yeah. And on, like from this, like Boomer Jigs, they basically got what they wanted. They're getting a check and everything. So this this announcement comes out. Let's see how how everyone processes this. Now we have a headline from Kotaku. A telltale co-founder offers to pay his own money to cover damaged Jurassic Park Jeep. Now the goons are kind of starting to turn on Boomer Jigs because they read that and they're like. Uh, here, here's one reply from someone, if you'd like to read the smaller one there. Tragic Otter says, <laughs> I'm not t- saying Telltale was in the right, but Boomer Jinx, you let your balls get tromped all over. They show up without an enclosed transport for you, for your vehicle, that does not have an enclosed roof during what you s- know will be the rainy season in Seattle. And what you say is, well, I don't want to be a dick. They set the whole thing up so that if anything happened, it would be as hard as possible for you to claim damages from them. It was very, very obvious that they did this to you from the start, but you went along with it because why? I really hope you've learned some life lesson here, man. Yeah. And then Epic Hetty Bro, who you might remember we said they were going to pop up earlier. They're the one who got banned for saying this was an ad. I want to read their, 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 they're still beating this drum. So I'm going to read this. Okay. I paid. Oh, I hate this so they so were much. banned. They paid ten dollars to re-rag and continue beating this drum. Okay, oh, Jesus I paid ten dollars to post this. This is clearly a viral marketing campaign. I honestly think this is a really distorted practice of business. This is not how the world actually works. You are perpetrating ignorance and keeping people from the truth they deserve. Humanity will never progress if we get ahead by taking advantage of the lower class. Abe, I am talking to you. You make money by taking advantage of internet nerds and goons. Do you know how fucking pathetic that is? Fucking kill yourself. And then the double tap at the bottom. User was put on probation for this post. User was banned for this post. Okay, so many things to say about this. One, have have you and I interacted with Epic Hetty, bro? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, so this isn't the guy who is addicted to the both of us. No, no. This is just someone. Earlier I mentioned they were the one that was saying it was an ad. And I wanted to bring up because they, 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 they right. could pop Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I mean, there's this dishonest practice of business, which is like the, the idea that this is a viral marketing campaign is just completely insane. It's like when people said um, that the Sony leaks were a viral marketing campaign. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, no, actually, I think uh, the the exploding Teslas is actually a very clever marketing campaign because it's literally like they're exploding onto the market. Yeah, they're, like, they're getting launched. No, man. no, just <laughs> bad things happen. Not everything is a fucking Machiavellian conspiracy. You fucking weirdos. Well, no, but that, that, but, that would uh, mean the world's chaotic and scary. I'd much rather just think people are right. Exactly. And, and, and what's so delightful of this is you are per, you are pre perpetuating ignorance I G N O R E N C E. You are perpetuating, perpetuating ignorance and keeping people away from the truth they deserve. Perpetuating humanity. It. Humanity will never progress if we get ahead by taking advantage of the lower class. I don't know. We took advantage of the lower class and made America. <laughs> That's progress. Does not mean. Things getting better. It just means things going forward. And ending this by just saying, Abe, I am talking to you. You make money by taking advantage of internet nerds and goons. Do you know how fucking pathetic that is? Fucking kill yourself. Now, now, turn, turn all the way up to the first sentence they said. 
I paid ten dollars <laughs> to post this. I'm not owned. I'm not owned. Yeah. I'm not owned. This is the energy of like a coked up '80s wrestling promo. <laughs> this Abe, is so I'm talking silly. to you. Abe. <laughs> Samoa Joe ain't got you. Yeah. So Boomer Jake shows up again and says, uh, the people who read and post on Reddit in the morning during the slow part of their jobs have gone home. And as 4 p.m. rolls across the country, the late night Internet detective conspiracy theorists have roused from their futons. One time I posted about some silly cars I made. And months later, people were posting about how I wear costumes for birthday parties and drive real slow all the time, waving at strangers. Six months from now, I'll be that guy with the dinosaur Jeep who blackmailed a small company out of hundreds of thousands of dollars because they bent my license plate. Oh, internet. So, handling it like a champ right out the gate. (laughs) Oh, it's just so fucking funny that, like, these people who have invested so much of their life in, like, spending time with this decided group of people, they're here. If, If this was a good story, they would be like, I love this community. This community is great. Say what you will about something awful. I love it. But if they somehow end up with their foot in their ass... They're just going to go, oh, these fucking goons. Like, I'm so much better than these clowns. Like, it's just every fucking time. Nobody hates Reddit more than Reddit. Nobody hates Twitter more than Twitter. Nobody hates something awful more than something awful. It's all the fucking same. Exactly. He basically just invented the NPC meme. Just going, like, you're going to forget all this in a couple days anyways. Whatever. Right. Yeah. So he, he Continuing to double down, Boomer Jigs uh, goes... I got one of a few friends who were in Seattle literally helping inspect and clean the Jeep, helping me keep things straight and focused. So this is from uh, one of his friends uh, here. This is like a third-party quote. We would like to remind everyone that Telltale did not follow through with a lot of what was agreed upon with Boomer Jinx. The transport was not covered. The insurance was signed off. Boomer Jinx missed work and had to pay for parts of the trip out of his own pocket. These are things that do not require working it out with insurance. These are things that were neglected by Telltale. While Kevin Bruner explains that he has been in constant contact with Boomer Jinx, his private posts on Reddit indicate that he had never heard from Boomer Jinx regarding this issue. Boomer Jinx explains that Telltale told him to go after the transport company himself, and that's all they ever said. They never indicated that there was a third-party insurance company working on the claim. We believe there never was one, and that is why Kevin Bruner is now said to be paying out of his own pocket. And after this, there's a lot of tedious back and forth. So I'm just going to say, as someone who has worked delivering cars for Carvana and done a lot of inspections and I've, I've seen vehicles damaged during transport and I've dealt with bills of lading and stuff. I've put together a timeline of all of the, what I think, everything that happened. And I'm going to walk through it so we can, this is like the, the facts as, as I've known them from all my research, independent of how they've presented this stuff here. So we're going to walk through it. And this will also serve as a review for people who are returning a week later. Perfect. So this is, I got step by step here. So very beginning, Telltale wants to transport Boomer Jinx's Jeep from Denver, Colorado to a trade show in uh, Seattle, Washington. Uh, Usually when vehicles are transported en masse, they are on open air haulers, like the kinds you see on the highway all the time, which are quicker and easier, but leave the vehicles vulnerable to environmental damage. Boomer Jinx agreed to let Telltale use his Jeep at the trade show, but one of his stipulations was that they had to use a covered trailer instead of an open air hauler because he wants his special car to be protected. And I'm Mm -hmm. going to be reading by these. So if you have any interjections or anything, just let me know and we can, you know, edit them in or whatever. I mean, so far, so good. On the day of pickup, an open air hauler arrives instead of a covered trailer like he requested. We don't know why, but based on my personal experience with car carriers, they're incredibly chaotic. So I'm going to assume that this was a fuck up on the carrier's part rather than Telltale intentionally cheaping out because Boomer Jinx gave them a list of carriers to pick from. They picked one that he supplied to them. I'm assuming that they probably either they messed up or... Basically, we don't know, but I'm just going to say it was probably the carrier based on my experience, because those things are so chaotic. Like, we read a delivery thing, the the bonus episode with the trucker from Walmart. Like, things get weird with with those people. Yeah. So it could could have been a misplaced form or something, but that's just just my gut feeling with this. Uh, It would have been totally within Boomer Jinx's rights to refuse to allow them to take his car because when they show up with open transport. Like, my my thing is, if this is a business transaction, it would have been totally reasonable for him to stand his ground and be like, this is what I wanted. You know, don't change the conditions of the deal. And, but instead, he didn't. He just said he didn't want to be a dick, so he waived that. 
so there are special covers that you have to buy for cars that are being transported on open-air transport since they have to stand up to high-speed winds on the highway and such. Boomer Jinx bought a cover for... Uh, Boomer Jinx put a cover for, intended for parked vehicles on his car, and that's what caused the damage from the straps and the ones. Yeah. The, the, the line you have here is... There are special covers that you have to buy for cars being transported since they have to stand up to 88 mile per hour speeds on the highway. That's not, that wasn't just a cheeky joke about Back to the Future. I mean, that's what they put there, but yeah, it's the highway. When you're driving on the highway, it literally is going that fast. Like, it's highway speeds. It is, but like, I always thought, because like 88 miles an hour is like a, is is that not the Back to the Future number? It is, yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I, I just, I was under the impression that that was just like a gag. Oh, you got yeah, yeah, like the, oh, the other 88. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I thought it was like a Back to the Future thing. I didn't think it was like a Nazi thing. I, I was just like, okay, yeah. I didn't know it if is they a Back were to the Future joke, yeah, like, like 80 miles per hour is like high speed, uh, speed limits in a lot of uh, country, like a lot of the country, I think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, also that's another thing we amazed that Bo- this was a cover that Boomer Jinx had. This was, this was one that he provided. So Boomer Jinx bought the wrong cover. But the thing is, he bought it. But if he, if the vehicle is being transported in a cover trailer as he originally wanted, that cover would have been fine because it wouldn't have been exposed to the air. So Boomer Jinx had the right cover for the transportation he arranged. They brought the wrong transportation, and then he went through with it and didn't. He didn't realize that you were supposed to have a different cover for that. So this is one of the things where it's this is a messy situation. But again, this all happened because because the delivery was not what he wanted. So that's my, like you said, this is where everything went wrong. If, 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 if the delivery had been... Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of... When I went into this, I rem- the way I remembered this was, was Boomer Jinx fucked up and put the wrong cover on and damaged his car. And th- th- everyone turns on him, and it's kind of like, ha-ha, look at him. But, but re-researching this, everything is because the transportation was wrong. I highlighted the areas that he did the close-up damage, and you can see where those straps are. Like you said, you can see the actual straps. Like, where they whipped and did the damage and everything, right here on this picture. Right, yeah. It's, it's very clearly, like... Yeah, that that looks like exactly what I thought it was right from the get go. Yeah, man, and so, I'm old. I'm an old man now. I can recognize damage on cars. <laughs> yeah, time comes for his law. Yeah. So, when the vehicle is delivered to Telltale, they sign a bill of lading saying that there was no damage to the vehicle. This is 100% Telltale's fuck up. They didn't inspect the vehicle and they didn't know any damage. If they had done their due diligence and actually done a walk around and documented the damage that had occurred in transport, there would never have been a problem and the carrier would have handled everything. When I worked at Carvana, I was throwing out free body shop visits left and right to make up for damage that happened on open transport like this because that's just the cost of doing business. It happens when you deal with open transports like this. It's cheaper than having a covered one because covered ones are more expensive. It's just they figure it's cheaper to pay off the people, pay for some damage than have to pay for more expensive transport. Uh, yeah. So Boomer Jinx is sent pictures of the delivered vehicle. He notices the damage. He points it out, but he allows Telltale to continue using his Jeep because he knows it means a lot to them. And they've told him insurance will cover it. This is another point where he could have put his foot down and said, you guys fucked up. I'm not letting you use my vehicle. But instead, he continued to let it go. Uh, the vehicle is returned to him after the event, and he begins the process of trying to collect insurance from the carrier. The carrier says they have no obligation to pay because according to Bill of Lading, when it was delivered, it was undamaged. So... Basically, because of Telltale's negligence with the bill of lading, he can't collect insurance, so he would have to take them to court over that if they wanted to. So, again, this is another part where Telltale fucked up and left him kind of holding the bag. And this all happens in August. So we're in November. This is months later, and Boomer Jinx is still being given the runaround of Telltale referring him to the carrier and their insurance, and then them in turn referring to Telltale. So that's when he's getting frustrated and decides to make it public. So kind of getting that, that this is a thing that has been going on for months I feel like that kind of adds a bit to it, too. This wasn't him just immediately going to the internet. This was him being fed up after months of being given the runaround. Right. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Sure. So, but he, I, I think at the end of it, he did, he was complicit in all of it by just saying that it's okay. Like, yeah. he didn't want to be a dick. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't, like, yeah. Exactly. He's, he's, mis- he's mistaking not standing up for himself for being nice. Like, letting people walk all over you, being a doormat, isn't being nice. It's just letting people take advantage of you. It's being afraid of Right, conflict. and it's, it's just going to, like, cause problems for other stuff. Like, if you don't tell the waiter that you have an allergy, then, like, yeah, guess what? You're going to ruin two days that day, you know? Yeah, so. and also just in terms of, like, your personal character, the fact that, like, when you're by yourself, you let people walk all over you, but as soon as you're, like, within the safety of the Internet, you're, like getting your minions or whatever it is very oh yeah not that i, I yeah not that i would ever that. do that retweet toad tweets on more popular twitter account for more likes <laughs> anyways right. yeah 
So, space ghost, uh, poster Space Gopher uh, replies here, and they go, yeah, they fucked up, and they'd rather not admit it in public, so they're offering to pay you off. Option one is to smile, take a check that will almost certainly cover a trip to the nicest body shop and upholstery shops in town, plus a bit extra for your time and trouble, and post a few, looks like there was just a little misunderstanding about the insurance policy. Good thing Telltale has some great people and a great CEO who took their time to personally make things right. P.S. Buy their game. Follow-ups on Reddit, SA, and wherever else you posted this. You get some money, Telltale gets to save face, and even spin things that come out looking pretty good. Everything's cool. Option two is to stand your ground, refuse their offer because they're not publicly admitting they fucked up, take it to the lawyers, refuse a settlement that's basically the same, we admit no wrongdoing, but in the interest of making this go away, here's your money, terms, but with more paperwork and your lawyer taking a chunk off of the top, find a lawyer who's willing to take the case to court, and win a pyrrhic legal victory where your lawyer takes almost all the jeep-fixing money, or possibly not even that. The lawyers win, everyone else not so much. Right now, you're going hell-bent for option two. I'd stop and think about whether that's what you really want. Yes, in some cases, it's absolutely appropriate to say, fuck you, you're not going to get to pay me off that easy, but you might want to consider whether or not it's worth it to die on this hill. That's actually pretty much exactly what I'm thinking here, is that, like, he, he could just take the money and run, and it's fine. Like, it doesn't need to be this whole thing, you know? Because, like, wanting to burn down an entire company for, like, pretty pretty minor damage. Yes, like, it, if you're, like, I all, uh, well, I, I should preface this by saying that I don't actually give too much of a shit about my own vehicles, you know? Like, if my car had, like, body damage, yeah, it'd suck, you know? I'd like to have a nice-looking car, I guess, sure, but, like, I don't really give that much of a shit. Obviously, this is a different thing, because he's, now well, he made this car to look the way that it is, right? Side note, so I can get the body damage to the car, but how did the upholstery get broken? I'm thinking maybe like a hook, like one of the hooks that was whipping around, like it went around and like got in the seam or something. I don't know about that. That seems like because, pretty magical. Yeah, or maybe one of the maybe one of the employees stepped on it when they were like climbing around to get up on top or something and that tore it or something. I could see that because yeah, it was something that happened in transport regardless because we know that because they got the, when Telltale received it, it had already been damaged. Because that, that that was the only thing that made me go like, hey, hang on, because that's internal. That's a different story, right? Yeah, there was a whole lot of back and forth, and that post I think summarized everything pretty concisely and neat about where Boomer, where Boomer Jinx is and where the So while all this is happening, uh, the angry gamers on Reddit are getting rowdy. Remember, this is 2011. We're still a couple years away from Gamergate. But those people are in those nascent forces are still present on Reddit. So, oh, yeah. um, and one detail that wasn't in the post, because when Boomer Jinx did their post on Reddit, one of the comments they did was them, they posted, uh, the con they posted about, uh, Telltale's, uh, PR person and, and advised people to reach out to them about it. And wouldn't you know it, their PR person's a woman. And, uh, you know, well, all right, <laughs> this has been a fun pod. I'm going to have to leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was literally just thinking about when, what was her name? Ellen Pow was made like CEO or CFO or whatever or admin or something like that of Reddit and just Reddit like she I think fat people hate was taken offline. Oh yeah. And just the response from like these actual fucking demons who are just like, if you won't let us scream obscenities and post unconsenting photos of fat people in public. And also literal like, fat fetish like material, but posting it like literal hate it, like get fetish material just like truly fucking sociopathic nightmare people. They just made like, oh my God, the whole goddamn website was just this paroxysm of the most vitriolic misogyny you've ever seen. Like, it's just unbelievable. And that's what is absolutely going to happen on Twitter, because as we are recording this, um, only recently, the new uh, CEO or CFO, I can't remember, of of Twitter is a woman because uh, Elon said that he'd step down, but he just installed 
her as a middleman because he's still going to be calling the shots and quote unquote working on tech, even though he's never worked on tech a day in his life. It's, it, she's the, the new head of Twitter as a woman. And the blue checks already don't like her because she was part of like the WEF um, world entertainment. Fuck. I don't know what that stands for. It's just the, the, insane conspiracy theory misogyny that is going to come out of this is just gonna like corrupt the entire website over the next you know two years that the human race has left <laughs> yeah and while all this is going going down um uh elon uh he like complied with the turkey turkey asking him to take like limit content about an election or whatever and he's like we well, yeah, right. are for for speech but i can't i can't go against the law of other countries so and people so now it's just very funny watching them turn on him even more well, while also having people defend him for doing the exact same things they were saying that he was going to be fighting against. So just, just Twitter as usual, basically just everything yeah. constantly spiraling. So yeah, so this post in our gaming today, I received nonstop phone calls and emails from an internet pitchfork mob that started in our gaming. Let me start out by saying that I've been a member of Reddit for over three years. During that time, I've tried to be a positive member of the community. I organized the San Francisco Bay Area meetup group and have held other meetups in Boston, Kansas City, and Seattle. Whenever I'm free on weekend nights, I try and sit in our suicide watch and our depression and help posters. Last year, I hosted an orphan Thanksgiving and invited all local Redditors who needed a place to have Thanksgiving into my home. I've met all of my close friends through this community, including my boyfriend. I even adopted my dog through our Bay Area. I've seen some of the previous Reddit outrages and generally wonder in and generally wander in, tell people to calm down, and then downvote the thread. Obviously, I'm not always perfect. I sometimes argue with people over silly things and later regret it. But for the most part, I love this site and try to make everyone's experience as positive as mine has been. Paragraph break. But today, I received a call where all I could hear was Kevin and Jeep before the caller hung up. Then my phone rang again, and again, and again. This started in the airport when I was trying to get on a flight after a San Francisco Redditor's trip to Las Vegas. I had no idea what was going on. Some of the calls were threatening. One caller even asked me if I wanted to know what it was like to be raped. I know that most internet bullies are harmless offline, but the panic created by receiving multiple threatening calls and un emails is uncontrollable. As soon as I could check my email, when in line to go through security, I found multiple emails from friends linking me to the offending thread. Up until a few weeks ago, I worked for Telltale Games. I was the event coordinator and the person responsible for getting the Jeep in the previously linked thread to Seattle. Boomer decided to name me directly as the person responsible in a comment that was later deleted by the admins. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a note. He says that he edited himself and it wasn't the admins that deleted it. Just point to say that there. Uh, because I host so many meetups, all of my information was readily available by Googling my name. And many Redditors decided to do just that. I've always wondered how many people see low-ranked comments. Although I still don't have a good answer, I know that this comment only had about 20 upvotes before it was deleted and was halfway down the page when sorted by top. From it, I received 83 phone calls, according to Google Voice, 41 Facebook messages, and 19 emails. I was lucky enough to put most of my online accounts on the most secure privacy setting while this was happening, so I don't know if it could have been worse. I was also able to contact some admins directly, so the comment was deleted quickly. If you, for some reason, feel like one-sided stories with zero proof are a reason to harass someone, let me explain how this affected me. I was in Las Vegas for my birthday. When I turned on my phone, I was trying to return my parents' call to me for my birthday. I never got to talk to them. I know this sounds very first-world problems, but both of my parents are sick and old. I don't know how many more times I'll get birthday calls from them. That was also my first real vacation. I'm 28 now. Like I said above, I'm online more than I'm off, and I know how brave people can get behind a phone or computer but the fear and panic that sets in is horrifying. I know that something was going on, but I didn't know exactly what or how bad it was. I've never once gotten sick from fear, but some of the initial calls were so bad that I became physically sick. I started to worry about everything from my job to my home to my parents. Many hours of crying followed. Even 10 hours later, I am afraid to turn on my phone. Beyond that, it makes me think again about my involvement in any community. My information was only posted because I tried to do something positive on this site. We're almost done. There's just one more paragraph. I wanted to read all this because, yeah, this is like a woman talking about being harassed. This is important. I feel like we should put this out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I won't lie. That thread crushed me in multiple ways. The only reason I took a job at Telltale was because I loved their games and they had recently acquired the rights to two of my favorite movies, Jurassic Park and Back to the Future. I was paid just above the area minimum wage, worked around 50 to 60 hours a week, and had a three to six hour daily commute. 
I was just happy to be involved in those games in any possible way. But above all, I was very proud of the PAX booth, and it stings to hear these things as he keeps posting them online over and over again, making me out to be an even bigger bad guy every time. TLDR, please don't get involved in these mobs. Activism comes in many forms, but harassing the single person online isn't one of them. So, who boy, there's a lot to process there. I mean, it's just like, it's insane to me how, like, there's just, there are millions and millions and millions of young men who don't, who just straight up do not believe that that this thing happens or that it can or you know if it does that it's something that you just like roll off from like i i've been you know the subject of a couple you know huge groups of people uh like yelling at me um or even just one individual like trying to make my life a little like a fucking nightmare and it's like so deeply fucking stressful you know um yeah, and it's just like this has only gotten worse, like explicitly gotten worse. And like just today, we were just reading about like, you know, people being uh, psychopaths online and uh, and the reader response is for them to just go like, well, yeah, but like you, I didn't like the game. The game that you made was bad. Like, yeah, sure, they they said that you should be raped and, like, murdered. But, I mean, the company should have made a better video game. Like, you fucking psychopaths. You know, like, if, if every single one of the new Silent Hill games that comes out, which there's, like, fucking five of them that are in the works, uh, if every single one of them is bad, okay. Won't make the old ones any less good. Won't make the old ones any less good. Also, I can just go outside and do stuff. Uh, I can I can watch any other thing. I can experience my own, you know, my own story. Uh, but if you are a true fucking nerd who does not have your own story, then yeah, then I guess that this is when it makes sense to you to like just lose your fucking mind because it is. This is your only connection with human beings is uh, through art. And then you just react like a caged animal. Yeah. Long story short, uh, don't send this kind of shit to people. Aim it at politicians, but also don't use rape and death as a part of it. Yeah, especially or like, and I don't think because, yeah, I think people don't, I really think she went with the specifics of the number of this because people don't really understand the volume of like what happened, like how overwhelming it is like. In real life, you can't have more than, like, a couple people yelling at you at once. But online, there's no limit on how much hate you can have funneled to you at once. We're not, we're literally not made to handle that volume of input. It's very overwhelming. And, like, I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast before, but, like, when I did my video about being Guy Man and everything, a part of the context of that was that, uh, a, was that a goon had been messaging my ex and telling them about my forum stuff and everything. And to be fair, that was, to- that was all shitty stuff I had done. But the fact that it was, like, one of those things, like, I know what it's like to have somebody, like, your real life be interfered with by the internet that way where somewhere even if it was someone where they felt like I deserved it still very much going like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna fuck up this person's life just because I don't like how they post it was like you know it was I, I totally empathize with this entirely and I'm, I'm a, and, and that was something where I was 100% at fault and I acknowledge it I didn't even have to deal with it being like you know a false thing me being accused of something I didn't do I can't imagine how horrible that must be to be like I don't even deserve this on top of all that it seems like a nightmare yeah yeah, I mean, like, Lord knows I've done and said stupid things on the internet, but I just, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, ju- I just can't get behind the the constant psychopath drama rage. I, I'm, I'm such an outsider to all this stuff. I just want to, like, watch, you know? Yeah, and that's why I'm really glad that we're doing this show, because it really sucks that, like, whenever I look up stuff about internet history, a lot of it is just like, oh, hey, this guy has spent 75 hours just reading... Uh, just reading Kiwi Farms threads about Chris Chan or whatever. That sucks. You know, there's so much actual interesting stuff on the internet. That's why I'm always happy when we can do like a cool story or single piece like a neat person on this because, you know, there's just so much shitness out there. It sucks. Anyways, yeah. so, and, I Hate Cars comes back. <laughs> yeah, so 
wouldn't you know it, instead of reflecting on the folly of getting emotionally invested in these internet disputes, the mob just turns around and continues doing their things, but now they're doing it on the guy who riled them up on the first place. So all the people that were super happy to support Boomer Jinx earlier, now they're still being an internet hate mob, they're just turning on Boomer Jinx. Yeah, I Congrats, hate cars. Man. Very apropos yeah. for this thread. I hate cars comes in and says, Congrats, man. A girl got threatened with rape and the CEO cut you a check. This must be a win-win for you. Seriously, get bet, Boomer Jinx. You are a monumental asshole for going about it the way you did. The last thing the internet needs is another self-entitled one-trick pony to get a ballooned ego. But then again, I guess it's too late now. And then Boomer Jinx shows up and says, uh, The harassment shit with the girl who worked for Telltale sucks. I really wish I would not posted her name. The girl who worked for... The 28-year-old... Girl, yeah. Also, with the uh, with the with the with the female, <laughs> you fucking nerds. I never saw her contact info posted in the actual thread, though. I did, however, see someone post my phone number and physical address. Though I have yet to receive a single call yesterday or today that wasn't work related. I sent her an apology as soon as someone pointed out that shit had gone south, and uh, I put his apology. I, yeah. I want people to know that somebody also posted my address. Nothing happened, and I'm totally fine, and I'm also a man in a patriarchal society, so I am totally fine. But it could have gone, like, you fucking nerd! Yeah. I, I get that, like, the, the longer this podcast goes on, I'm just going to have, like, increasingly hostile responses to these things. But what's funny is that, like, I I used to listen to the dollop all the time. I fucking loved the dollop. And... Over the past, like, I mean, especially the past seven years of Trump and stuff like that, uh, Dave Anthony has just turned into this unlistenably angry person who's just, like, constantly scolding the listener for not doing enough when he's like, you just run a podcast. Yeah. And I've, like, I don't listen to the dollop anymore because it's like, it's just Dave being really angry the whole time. Yeah, and I would really love to see like a John Boy stat breakdown of how long the Dave Anthony rant at the end of the episode were in like the early episodes compared to now, oh, where like fifteen God. minutes of his just like, like prodromal muttering about drowning in boiling seawater. <laughs> like, so- like, dude, you are correct. You are right. Things are fucked up. Do you think you're going to do anything by being snippy? You know, I, I, dude, I, I don't want to like, I have receipts and I, I don't have receipts, but I have, I have insider stuff on this whole situation that I don't want to get too deep into. Long story short, the longer that I am exposed to something awful in my current state, the more I am just getting like, I am turning into Dave. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, which sucks because like, I wanted this whole thing to be like a celebration of the stories from my favorite website from back in the day. <laughs> the more I listen to it, it's like, these fucking scumbags have their backs against the wall. They're not worth the bullet you know <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's quite an odyssey and imagine me i've been immersed in this world for like 15 years <laughs> so that's you can tell why I'm, that's why i'm pretty joker fight about I, all but this. that's the thing is i i think on the other end like you get angrier and angrier 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 and then there's a point where it just kind of clicks over and you're just like oh it's like when fry drinks the 100th cup of coffee <laughs> yes. and he just like hits like a samsara moment and just completely can be at peace with the whole world that's that's kind of what it is it's just eventually it's just eventually you just realize how stupid everything is and you just can't help but laugh right yeah so we're not going to read his apology because it's it's very just you know it seems sincere and straightforward but he he he, after he goes she responded with an email about how much of a bigger redditor she is than i am and he posts her pm to him so i'm going to read this Hi, Kevin. Beyond ruining my first vacation anywhere and my birthday, I'm also being harassed with phone calls, Facebook messages, and emails. I watched your previous threads about this and found your Reddit account a while ago. I think you had four comments in four years, but I've been active on the site for nearly, for nearly four years. I love the community and have spent more than your Jeep is worth hosting events and giving Redditors a real-life community. Your shitty extortion tactic ruined some of that. Furthermore, even though I left TTG, Telltale Games, I had an email client that downloaded all of my emails, including these with a link to a picture. As you'll see, if I had posted those when your thread was first sent to me, you you would be on the other side of the mob. But I'm not as worthless as you. I wish people like you did not exist. But I'm going to turn this into a positive. 
And the image link is just the initial email of him reaching out to Telltale after hearing that they were looking for a replica of Jurassic Park Jeep. Like, there's nothing incriminating or suspicious about it at all. So it, just really, really weird, P, weird vibes from this PM, I have to say. Even though like, she's very rattled, of course. I get that. People don't act rationally when they're being harassed. But Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Look, she's... She's gone through a whole lot of shit. I can't really. I don't think that this was as bad as Boomer Jinx made it out. Yeah, to Boomer Jinx. This whatever. is Boomer Jinx trying to throw her under the bus, and like, yeah, it's a little weird. Like, you're just being shitty about this woman's private communications. Yeah. So there's t- pages of tedious squabbles about emails. A goon saying that Boomer Jinx is liable to be sued for emotional distress over this, etc. Uh, but the thread becomes kind of a hate fest about, against Boomer Jinx. Uh, some posters considered him and his car annoying before this. Like his thing was that he would always post about his car, so he had kind of a reputation of being an attention whore. And uh, this was kind of finally the justification to pile on a guy they didn't like. And also, there's just people who smell blood in the water and are like, "Oh, there's drama. We can have a, have a big old mess here." So. This is kind of a, a poster named Gay Polymers here, if you want to read what they said. Gay Polymers says, Man, it's crazy how fast everything turns around on the internet. Yesterday, it was everyone so excited to see Boomer getting justice. Now everyone's calling him a giant dick for doing exactly what everyone in this thread told him to do. I get what you're saying. However, it is different because uh, there are more... If, 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 it's, if it's the same people coming back and being like, you did what I said. How dare you? Uh, that's that's for sure. But yeah, when, when 20 people say to do something stupid and then 20 rational people come in and they're like, hey, you did something stupid, that's not hypocrisy. That's just 40 people with differing opinions. Yeah, like the, the, these are all different you know? people on a website. That's, that's what it is. A fair, it's like when I refer to goons as a whole, we know that, it, you know, it's exactly right. So uh, Earwicker makes a post here. If you want to read that, and I'll read Boomer Jinx's reply to it. Earwicker says, No, he didn't make them do it, but at the same time, they wouldn't have done it had he not posted there. They wouldn't have known the girl's name had he not posted it, and so on. This doesn't mean the individual people doing the harassment are not responsible. It means that Boomer shares some of that responsibility. So Boomer says, You're right. I opened a door that would never have been available to the Redditors with malicious tendencies. It sucks. I've had friends on the other end of something like this, and I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. I've never had something of this scale happen to me, but I've had my address looked up, and I have had people in Resident Evil cosplays come to my house in the middle of the night wanting fisticuffs while threatening sniper support. Parentheses. True story. <laughs> and the stress this caused her must have been terrible. Yeah, I've had people doing cartoon silly things to me, therefore I understand what it's like to... Uh be a woman threatened with bad things that actually happen in real life to women. Yeah. Why are you guys talking about her? Here's a cool thing that happened to me. Yeah. The, the continuously turning it back around on himself is just so funny. Yeah. There's another post from him where he goes, prior to entering the agreement with telltale, I had a conversation with the owner of the DeLorean that telltale used last year. Telltale provided him with a huge monetary compensation that would pay for the repairs to my Jeep several times over. I thought, well, they are putting me up in a hotel. That's nice enough of them. I don't need to get rich off this. So I gave them use of the Jeep with no monetary compensation. It's not above and beyond, but it's hardly ungenerous, right? Seriously, how is Telltale Games a small business? Over 150 employees and sales revenue of $10 million in 2010. It's not EA, but yeesh. And that's Boomer Jinx's last post in the thread. That was on page 10 of it. The, page, the thread went to page 25 before it got locked through the mod. So he taps out, and this thread just keeps going for almost twice as long. Yeah. Yeah, at a certain point, I mean, like, that's... Uh, I'm friends with uh, some people who have uh, connections to people who have just, like, had these massive fucking hate mobs against them for reasons good and bad. And one of the things that they say is, just like, yeah, you just don't post for two weeks. And then you just continue posting as normal. People will be like, hey, don't you remember? And then you just keep posting, keep posting. Y'all notice that nobody is mad at Patton Oswalt anymore? Yeah, I am. But yeah. You know, like y'all notice how many people are like, like, I, I guess every time he'll he'll show up, there'll be a small surge in people who are like genuinely mad about it. But like the fans fucking forget. They forget constantly. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we'll say that's why on Twitter, that's why I'm constantly talking about Brigador, because the developer had that thing about how just like, you know, you can just ignore the people and they'll stop talking about it. So I was like, okay, so I'm just never going to stop talking about this then. Right. Uh, I can't wait to do the episode about that. I'm saving it for when they're launching the sequel so we can really kind of, you know, make an impact on it. That's going to be a fun episode. I, I, it's going to be all news to me. 
Oh boy, man. Also, this is one I have a personal involvement in. It's going to be great. So just, just doing a little teaser for that. But so Boomer Jinx did his last post. We, I just skimming through the last couple of threads. The only real highlights. Uh, someone accused Boomer Jinx of being an art thief because they made these posters, which were a pretty, you know, you know, a super unique idea of an, a, a logo and an outline of a car. And they called him an art thief for doing what's a kind of just a basic graphic design exercise. Like I did a little collage right. of his little car posters here. Like there's one of like uh, the mystery machine outline with the Scooby-Doo logo or whatever. Just, just, just like very simple graphic design stuff. Nothing amazing. Uh, people- yeah. Very basic stuff. Like he learned some filters like that. I, it's not my thing. It might be somebody else's. I don't care. Yeah. And people openly admit this is just them having a hate on for a poster. They dislike, uh, there's a poster named Xenomorph without the o, second. O. I want to read, which is very funny because Xenomorph is the exact same type of nerd as Boomer Jinx, but for alien stuff. And they post uh-huh. about like their aliens collectibles and DVD sets constantly. So them hating on Boomer Jinx for the exact same stuff they do is very funny. Um, yeah, Xenomorph says, uh, it's mostly because the OP is a notorious attention whore douchebag. If he didn't have a history of being a tool, I doubt most people would be this hostile about it. Which, true, but at the same time, just the lack of self-awareness is very funny. His, his avatar is literally a picture of the alien egg hatching, and his subtitle is AVP nerd slash fanboy slash shell. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, we get it. Yeah, we, we get it. It's good, good movies, but yeah. What I am saying, this threat has become a playground to take pot shots because you guys don't personally like the OP. Defending him at this point is probably futile. I'm not fond of him, and I don't agree with him, but saying it's all his fault just because you find him distasteful so that you can just world the hell out of it, this really isn't all that great. And the moderator, Gravy Jones, finally shows up on November 21st to say this thread seems to have run its course and locked it. So that's how the thread ends. That's where this all ends. Just Boomer Jinx is kind of disgraced. He continued to post around the forums, but he was always known as the Jurassic Jeep guy, and that, he never really escaped the shadow of this. So this is where the thread ends, but this isn't where the story ends. So if you have any kind of... You know, What's the point of just locking a thread? Why don't they just let people rage out? I guess because eventually, whenever you when these things go on, they goons just do not stop. They will keep going. There are some sagas that we're going to talk about where people have threads to, like actively dedicated to them years after they were over. Like like there was once like when we talk about Doobie's dogs, that's one of the most infamous ones. Where like half a decade after the restaurant shut down, people were still like had an active thread where they were just posting his Facebook updates and making fun of him and posting the same three pictures and, and songs from, like, years ago. It's 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 really distressing. Yeah, that's a lot. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you have, it's like, an, it's like if you don't fill the space in, it's just going to become infested, and then you're going to have, you know, roaches everywhere. So, but anyways, remember how at the beginning I said to put a pin in the Ghostbusters 2016 discussion? I think... This is how I want to end this, because like I mentioned, when I went into this, my take, I remember this kind of the way the thread ended with Boomer Jinx kind of being the villain, and he does come across as unlikable, but my takeaway on this was that, yeah, Telltale did, was in the wrong for this, and people, it does suck that that woman got harassed, he should have known better, but at the same time, like, I don't think he was personally responsible for it, even if he didn't handle it very well, so... Basically, my thing is, where he ended, he wasn't in a very good place about handling, you know, the internet and women, which is why I thought this was fascinating. So, Ghostbusters 2016. I, I, had, I didn't want to say it from the start, where it's like, anytime somebody blows up enough, you just, no matter what they are, you always find out that they're a fucking pest. You yeah. always find out that they're a creep in some capacity, because that's like... the If, if any part of your life collapses, people are going to be like, you know this guy's a rapist, right? We just we just needed a, another thing to be mad about to tell people that he's a rapist. Yeah, like how the whole Bill Cosby Jesus. thing was just Hannibal Burris doing stand up about it, and that's when people finally right. listened to it. Yeah. So I went. So I was digging on the GB fans forum, and I looked through Boober Jinx's posts on there. And uh, the th- thing I found was interesting about them um, was their last the last post they ever made on the Ghostbusters fan forum was October twenty eighth, twenty sixteen. So they stopped actively participating in the Ghostbusters fandom a little after this movie came out. And when I was talking to Tank earlier about this, he said that's one of these things. He, he was friends with Boomer Jinx, and he hasn't heard from him in years because Boomer Jinx af- did a hard sever from the Ghostbusters fandom after the movie because of all the backlash against it, because of all the people being misogynistic and hateful. He, this thing that was such a big part of his identity, he severed from it because it was becoming too toxic. And I okay. like to think that that was kind of like... If nothing else, that shows to me that he kind of maybe learned. Like, this obviously, I think this weighed on him because the fact that he was finally willing to go, I can't participate in this community that's a big part of it because of how misogynistic it's become. 
instead of him becoming like if instead of him becoming a part of this and joining all the hate on or whatever, he was just kind of like happy to have more Ghostbuster stuff. His post about it is him being like, "Ooh, I made an official ringtone out of the new the new ecto car noise or whatever." And it, it just looking at the other ghost heads, it, it just makes me really sad that that you know the narrative on something awful is that Boomer Jinx was an attention whore and that was all they cared about. And I feel like if he really was just an attention whore, then the big the big hateful Ghostbusters 2016 blow up would have been an opportunity to do that. But instead of becoming a culture warrior, he just kind of tapped out and what didn't want to be a part of that hate. And I find something kind of respectable about that. Like the fact that instead right, so of maybe he's not a sex pest. Yeah. Uh, I should say that because <laughs> I have absolutely thought that that's where this was going. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I what I, I can't imagine like it would be, uh, it would be easy enough for me to like somehow unplug uh, like my Silent Hill fandom from my life because like all it is for me is that I own or I run the account right yeah. and if I just never post it on that again that's fine but like if you have multiple cars and you've ba- based so much of your identity around this I just wonder like what it is that you do you know I, I, I also have a sneaking suspicion that he just started another name that could be, yeah, I know, because he does, um, he does, so, so Telltale Games went bankrupt in 2018, but uh, Boomer Jinx's uh, car club, Colorado Movie Cars, is still active. It's, they're on Facebook, they're posting updates as of this year, there's a whole collection of them, so, um, so, yeah, I think that's what he's doing now, is he's still a part of Colorado Movie Cars, so, it, I guess in a weird way, he kind of, he kind of won, because Telltale is dead, but, you know, Colorado Movie Cars is still around, if you want to see, uh, you want to see someone driving uh, the Vespa from Fooly Cooly or whatever, he has one of those, so... That's one of his new car projects he's had. He posted on DeviantArt since then. So, uh, yeah. So I guess in in a, when, every time I do stuff like this, people always just double down and flame out. So having someone who actually just kind of had a bad experience and backed off and just kind of went away and learned to learn to stop being in the foreground all the time. I don't know if I'd call that a happy ending, but that's a that's a kind of a redemption in my eyes. So I'm I'm happy with how this one turned out. All things considered, it sucks that you know. That all, bad things happen to people. This, this was all over a decade ago, and it seems like I'm I'm pretty happy. Like you said, I'm glad that there wasn't like a sex pest, or I didn't find like a big. He was like a big figure in like the 2016 uh, Ghostbusters backlash or whatever. Just you know what? Sometimes it's fine for people to just kind of you know chill out. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel bad that Telltale went down because like it did seem like they started like shotgunning out their stuff. Like really fast. Yeah, that, that's actually kind of a neat button on what I said earlier about following talent instead of franchises. Because I could kind of tell this was happening because after The Walking Dead got big, all the people who were responsible for actually writing and directing it jump shipped and formed their own companies to make their own adventure games. So Telltale, they went well. They lost the talent, but they went. Oh, these IPs were successful. We're just gonna keep licensing stuff, and that's why they went bankrupt because they spent all this money licensing stuff like Batman and Game of Thrones and everything. And it's like. People don't really care about the brands. They like the writing and the characters. That's what matters. You know, I don't care about zombie stuff at all, but I love the Walking Dead game because, yeah, it was it was an interesting adventure game. And just kind of, yeah, it really is it really is unfortunate that they flamed out like that. And that kind of adventure game, I feel like it kind of had its moment in the sun in the 2010s, and people don't really do cinematic adventure games that much anymore. Like, you know, we still have, like, Life is Strange is coming out. and But, like, it's the weird thing where it's, like, too expensive for a small indie studio, but it's too small for a big studio. So it's kind of that weird middle ground, right? Yeah, I I just I mourn the loss of I mean I mourn the loss. I don't give a fuck. I don't even I played the first one and two. I didn't even finish like the second part of the the Walking Dead. Yeah, thing, the right? second one didn't have the writers. You could tell it just wasn't as interesting. It was that second um, one. It felt crossed over to misery porn. Like they're kind of open with like you getting a cute dog that's going to attack you and you have to kill it. I was like, all right, what are we doing? Yeah, I um, I just like. I respect anyone who tries to go against the grain of, um, like, uh, what, what's big in art. Like, you know, when, if the whole industry is piling on games that are, you know, bleak and gray and drab, and then you're like, how about we make Katamari Damacy? And oh, yeah. you're like, infinitely sticky, magical ball of garbage. And you're just, like, rolling around through this, like, neon funk town rolling up little bits and bobs until you can plug a hole in the universe. Yeah. Great. I'm a fan. And so the fact that Telltale, you know, obviously the games, video games is a huge industry, but like, I, I, and I know that like 
not every game is fucking Mortal Kombat or whatever. Um, but to have people who are like, no, we just really like telling stories and we want to get people involved in the act of telling stories. Um, and like going well out of their way to create media that would like facilitate that, I think is very cool. Um, yeah, especially when in the past decade has been the games industry trying to turn itself into sports when it's like, instead of narrative, they want it to be all about competition, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Leaderboards for fucking everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I will say I have played the Telltale Jurassic Park game. I don't, I didn't beat. I only did like the first episode. It's it's not a very good adventure game because their thing is like they were like they tried to le- make it like an action game. So there's just like a lot of QTEs. Like there's parts we'll just spend like two minutes doing QTEs as your character is like hacking through the brush or whatever. And there's like action scenes. It's, it's, Jesus Christ! Yeah, QTEs. Yeah, and, uh, and, and the plot is the plot is the plot is literally just like oh, remember that that shaving cream can that Dennis Nedry lost? Well, it's back. You know, it's right. kind of like wiki. Wiki fandom stuff. Right. Well, I I feel like uh, this one is is not so much of a happy ending or a sad ending, this kind of a disconcerting ending because of what happens three years later. But, uh, you know, we're, we learned a lot about ourselves and the internet. I am a different person now, not necessarily better, but, uh, that's what we have for you this week. If you wanted to join us on the Patreon, we do have a new episode talking about, uh, when people uh, reacted to the new art style for Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, which would actually become like their dominant art style for some of the best reviewed games. Yeah, like it is ever pretty made. funny. The one that's out right now is cel shaded. Like that's that's, yeah. that's that's the Zelda art style now. Yeah, if you want a game that is big and involving and has a ton of stuff going on, you are going to have to be okay with compromising on uh, graphical fidelity. Because if you have incredible graphics, you are going to have a briefer, more shallow game. If you have, you know, a lot of shit going on, they're not going to have the time or the resources to make it look totally, like, stupendous and beautiful. Also, I will say, um, speaking of adventure games, since we talked about Telltale in this, I have a video about a narrative adventure game like that called Knee Deep that came out in 2015. No one's ever heard of it, and it's terrible, but the right, it's very, it's terrible in a very funny way. I did like a 90 minute video essay on it with like editing and jokes and stuff. It's like the best thing I've ever made in video format. So check it out if you have any interest in narrative uh, adventure games like this, because I really get into why the writing sucks. One one hint I'll give you, it takes place in Florida, which is one of the reasons I was interested in it. They There is a, a, the part where they make a Trayvon Martin joke towards the end of the first act. That I like slam the brakes on and spend 10 minutes breaking down why it's like the most defensive thing I've ever heard in a video game. It's insane. Yeah, man. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. Uh, I, Jesus, I don't know, man. Uh, the game writing is a fucking plague. Uh, there's like one or two incredible examples, and then the rest of it is just like, please, for the love of God, write a game where the emotional arc is aimed at someone who is older than 14. You know? Yeah. Like this war of mine has like a really interesting emotional arc because it's made by people who survived war. <laughs> you know, like please. Gaming has been around forever. There are old gamers. That's why we like David Cage. Instead of making games for 14-year-olds, he makes them for like horny middle-aged French perverts. I'm going to have to Google that and uh just give me uh, 20 minutes for <laughs> uh, a pound sesh and um we will be back. Uh, for the record, pound sesh is just where I eat a pound of pound cake. So um has nothing to do with my genitals. Okay. So uh, that's all for this uh, this week's story. We do have a Patreon where we're going to talk about Zelda. Um, Jesus Christ, I am 32. Um, here we are. Uh, as always, you can find us at IFTIPod at Gmail, IFTIPod on Twitter. If you send me a DM on Twitter at Winslow Domain, I will send you a picture of a random thing from my house. If you want to play my card game and you're in Chicago, please let us know. If you want to know more about my card game, you can either join the Discord 
or uh, I do have a uh, very brief newsletter that I will be putting up uh, as soon as possible. I have a lot of people on the newsletter, including somehow my ex-girlfriend from high school, uh, who I have not spoken to in years. She wants to know about my card game, and I uh, have thoughts, but also nothing to say about that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and also uh, support uh, Jay and Steve by going to the Patreon for the episode if you want to support me in particular. I am still selling uh, all of my designs on my website. I have new stuff coming soon, and I am still doing the uh, Chaos Packs, where if you buy it from my website, it is $30, and I will send you $40 of things that I make, as well as uh, some random things from my apartment. Uh, that uh, I have some new stuff to give away that it, they're all very cool and weird. And every once in a while I'll send something that is like genuinely incredibly valuable out because I just like the thrill. Um, I am... I'm not doing this to make a lot of money. Some of my art makes money, but I also just want to put more weirdness into the world. So feel free to check out the website. It's just winslowdomain.com. So that's all for this week. Uh, catch us next week where we will have more depressing stories from uh, the gold mines. Thanks for listening. I'm from the Internet is created by Jay Brandstetter and Winslow Domain. Edited by Steve Brown. Music by Steve Isbroke. <laughs>